Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Uh, this conversation is set to get you itching to go on your next holiday. Make a guess as to who our guest is for today. The drum rolls, we are talking to the low-cost subsidiary of Singapore Airlines, Scoot, or the airline that merged with Tiger Air Singapore about seven years ago. Now, since taking to the skies in 2012, Scoot has carried over 82 million passengers and has a fleet of over 50 aircrafts comprising the wide-body Boeing 787 Dreamliners and the single-aisle Airbus A320s. And it appears that 2024 will be an exciting year for the carrier amid the ongoing travel recovery. The international Air Transport Association, or IATA, for one thing, expects the number of passengers travelling by air to surpass 2019 levels and reach a whopping, get this, 4.7 billion this year. Now, that said, with air travel capacity tipped to increase this year, what will the robust demand mean for air ticket prices? And speaking of capacity, Scoot is adding nine new Embraer E-190E2 aircrafts from this year to 2025 to support its network growth strategy. But why did the firm opt to source its planes from another airline and what will this mean in terms of profitability? Well, for more, I've got with me in studio Kelvin Chan, the Chief Commercial Officer of Scoot. Kelvin, welcome. Thank you, Tian Tian. Glad to be here. Great to have you on board, uh, Kelvin. And Kelvin, we've briefly talked about Scoot as the low-cost arm of Singapore Airlines, but let's hear from you, yeah? How would you describe three things, your value proposition, business model, and industry positioning within the low-cost carrier space? And what is then the role of Scoot to Singapore Airlines in this regard? Okay, a three-part question. I will tackle the part about business model first. Now, as a budget carrier, our product and service offerings are unbundled allowing passengers the flexibility to customise their flight experience and buy only the add-ons that they value based on their needs and budget. However, unlike traditional LCCs that mainly carry point-to-point traffic, Hmm. we operate on a hub-and-spokes model, carrying passengers not only to and from our home base, but also through the Singapore hub to the rest of our network. Right. Also, unlike traditional LCCs, we typically only operate a single fleet type, our fleet of over 50 aircraft, consists of wide-body Boeing 787 Dreamliners, single-aisle Airbus 320 family aircraft. And by Q2 of this year, as you have rightly pointed out, Embraer E190-E2 regional jets. So this allows us to operate short, medium and long-haul flights that feed traffic from one to another and also provides us the deployment flexibility to better match capacity to demand. In terms of distribution, we not only sell through our direct channels, but also through B2B channels such as Mm online and brick-and-mortar travel agencies. So in short, we have taken the traditional LCC model and adapted it for our business Mm. to maximise opportunities. In terms of value proposition and industry positioning, um, as an LCC, we cater primarily to the budget conscious, Mm. but we believe that low cost need not mean low class and low value. Uh. And we compete not just on price, but position ourselves as more than your typical LCC. Um, On the product front, our strategy is to operate a modern and efficient fleet as it is one of the most effective ways Mm. towards achieving our sustainability goals. Um, The average age of our fleet is around seven years, Mm. and this is less than half of the industry average. Um, We 
operate a mix of narrow and wide body aircraft, mm. the latter being deployed chiefly on medium and long haul flights right. to provide more comfort, more mm. options for our passengers who may wish to upgrade to our premium cabins. Yeah. Our Dreamliners are also installed with in-seat power supply as well as in-flight Wi-Fi for mm. travellers who wish to stay connected on a long flight. Right. Um, as you know, our cabin baggage allowance of 10 kilograms mm. is also more than the industry norm of 7 kilos. Yeah. So while safe, efficient and reliable operations are a given today, we go a step further in providing the necessary duty of care to our passengers. Mm. For example, we were the world's first LCC to attain the highest ratings at both the Apex Health Safety Audit powered by Simply Flying mm. and uh, the Skytrax COVID-19 Airline Safety Rating Audit in 2021. Mm. Uh, we were also one of the few airlines in the world to offer cash refunds during the pandemic. Yeah. Our interline and code share arrangements with Singapore Airlines and mm. other partners such as Virgin Australia, the yeah. Lufthansa Group of Airlines, um, extends our network to even more destinations that customers can connect to seamlessly mm. at our hub and spokes. And right. being part of the SIA's Chris Flyer loyalty program means that members can earn Chris Flyer mm. and Elite Miles and be rewarded with other benefits when they fly on Scoot. Last yeah. but not least, beyond just providing a seamless and convenient end-to-end -end journey to our customers, we try to make the experience unique and memorable through innovative offerings, such as our Pokemon flight experience, as well as in-flight scootitude activities mm. to engage with our passengers. So, in a nutshell, we aspire to redefine and elevate the LTC experience mm. by providing our customers with an extensive network, differentiated products, operational excellence, quality service and unique experiences all at great value. Right. And uh, we want to be the industry leader and benchmark for mm. low-cost carriers in this region. Right. Uh, Kelvin, if I may ask, uh, you've talked extensively about your value proposition and positioning, but in terms of your geographical presence, I believe Scoot currently offers 67 destinations across 15 countries and territories within APAC, Middle East and Europe. So take us through your global presence, which is the most important market uh, for Scoot when the dollars and cents are concerned? It would be markets where we have substantial presence in terms of available seat kilometres, which is our measure of capacity. So in no particular order, that would be Australia, Greater China and Japan. Yeah, okay. And uh, if I may sidetrack a little, right, Kelvin, you did mention that in terms of your positioning, it's a little bit like budget airline, but budget plus, right? So when we look at your customer profile, are we looking at mostly outbound Singapore residents or international travellers? And what is the typical spending power like then? So despite having one of the most powerful passports in the world, with a population of uh, under 6 million, yeah. I think there's only so much demand that we can tap from Singapore. <sighs> so most of our traffic are from overseas, mm. either travelling to Singapore or transiting to the rest of our network. Um, in terms of breakdown, over one third of that is from outbound traffic from Singapore, with the balance more or less equally split between inbound and transit passengers. Um, to your question on spending power, I'm unable to go into specifics, but it very much depends on the source markets, mm. the destinations, as well as the traveller profile. Okay, and let's get straight into the conversation, Calvin. 2024 seems like an exciting year for Scoot and even for airlines in general because the International Air Transport Association, IATA, expects the number of passengers travelling by air to surpass 2019 pre-COVID levels and reach 4.7 billion this year. Now, already if we look at Scoot, it has a monthly passenger load factor of 91.7 for the month of uh, December. So what is demand like right now as we head into 2024? Which are the top destinations? So given that Asia's recovery has been lagging the other regions, 
due to the slower lifting of travel restrictions, mm. we can expect growth to be driven by this region as outbound travel from countries such as Japan, such mm. as China, have yet to recover to pre-COVID levels. But overall, we expect demand to remain healthy in mm. the foreseeable future. In terms of uh, destinations, I think yeah. the popular ones for outbound travel from Singapore tend to be those where we have higher frequency or capacity to match with the demand. Mm. Um, based on our latest data, the top three are Bangkok, Bali and Taipei in no particular mm-hmm. order. Um, these destinations are perennial favourites for quick getaways and spontaneous escapes. Right. Uh, truth be told, in 2023, I took a flight to Bangkok through Scoot and I took to Taipei through Scoot as well. So, so there you go, one of your frequent flyers. Uh, but... Looking at 2024, Kelvin, what is the near-term growth rate or the CAGR you're looking at for Scoot and what is the one trend you're watching out for in the LCC space? How does that influence the way you take the company forward as CCO? Now, I'm unable to give guidance on our near-term growth rate, but in the longer term, both Airbus and Boeing have forecast that global passenger traffic will grow at a CAGR of about 4 to 6% over mm-hmm. the next two decades. And uh, this growth will primarily be driven by GDP increase, but also by middle-class expansion and first-time flyers, as well as growing trade. So Asia, notably China and India, but also the emerging economies and developing countries in this region will power this growth and uh, further shifting what we call aviation centre of gravity towards Asia. Mm. So with Singapore as our home base, we believe that we have the geographic advantage and We'll continue to leverage our strategic position mm. as well as Changi's uh, world-class infrastructure and yeah. reputation as a leading air hub to provide seamless travel from our key markets to and through Singapore to the rest of the, our network. Right. With the addition of the new Embraer jets this year, mm. we are looking forward to serving thinner routes to yeah. non-metro destinations out of Singapore. And this will allow us to further strengthen connectivity to and from our hinterland markets and unlock new regional growth opportunities. Mm. So in terms of uh, trends, uh, one trend that we are observing is increased digitalization, automation and expectation of self-help options that are available 24-7. And Mm. uh, this is something that we have been focusing on in the last few years. For example, through enhancements to our managed booking function, um, our refund automation process, Mm. uh, customer servicing chatbot, for example, uh, also rolling out online check-in to more stations and so on. We will continue to invest in technology and also in adopting agile practices in our product development. Mm. Another trend is the expectation of increased personalization. And uh, this impacts how we market to and engage with our customers and how we personalize the products being served to customers, be it destination ads or other marketing content, Mm. um, the relevant ancillary products and so on. All of these at the right time, the right price and through the right channels. Mm. So this means even more reliance on data, Mm. how we collect, how we clean, how we transform how we store and mine the data yeah. and also ensure proper governance. Right, And equal, equally important is the need to continually upskill and develop our people to build a data literate and data driven culture. Mm, I guess there'll be much to do given that you have to balance the cost side of things as an LCC versus personalization and investment in tech. Yes. Uh, but I do want to take the chance, Kelvin, to take a look at the capacity side of things. Capacity is widely tipped by analysts to go up this year. And in fact, if we look at uh, aviation advisory firm IBA, it predicts that airline capacity will exceed 2019 levels this year. How far do you think this is the case industry wide? How much will prices come down on average 
And the second part of the question is that if prices come down significantly for full-service carrier, what role will LCCs play then? On your question on capacity recovery, I think it will be the case industry-wide, but will differ by airline and market. For example, Scoot has already recovered and even surpassed our 2019 capacity since the middle of last year with new aircraft as well as new routes that were launched, for example, Miri, Jeju, Lombok, Yogyakarta and so on. Um, In terms of specific markets, China, for example, is expected to recover only about 80% of its pre-COVID international flight frequencies by the end of the year. Um, In terms of pricing, as we all know, airfares are dynamic and a function of demand and supply. So as more capacity is injected, airfares will come down, which is what we are already seeing today compared to last year. I am unable to predict how much further prices will drop this year, but (laughs) we will continue to be nimble to respond Mm -hmm. to market changes. Mm. Um, What differentiates us from full service carriers is our unbundled product and service offerings. Mm. So passengers need only pay for the ancillary add-ons that matter to them depending on their budget. And our low-cost structure also helps us to keep our fares competitive for the value conscious. Right. So which means, uh, I'm just trying my luck here, right? Which means if full service carrier drop their prices to somewhere just like an add-on from your budget price. It also means that as LCCs, LCCs in general, they will also adjust their price accordingly to be lower than full-service carrier. Yes, right. we will be quick and nimble to adjust okay. to market conditions. Okay. Quick and nimble, quick and nimble. Take that hint. Right, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Kelvin Chan, Chief Commercial Officer at Scoot. Uh, speaking of capacity, uh, Kelvin, Scoot is adding nine new Embraer E190E2 aircrafts from this year to 2025 to support its network growth strategy. What is the rationale behind the move? Because ultimately, you need to type rate your pilots again and, and all of that. Uh, what does this mean for your airline's uh, overall capacity then? So the new Embraer jets will be deployed on short and medium haul flights of up to five hours, which will effectively complement our larger Boeing 787 Dreamliners as well as the Airbus 323 family aircraft in our fleet. The 112-seater aircraft will be used to serve non-metro secondary cities with thinner demand or small airports with infrastructural constraints. So this unlocks new growth opportunities for us as it enables us to develop new markets and at the same time also offer more flight frequencies on some of our existing routes. So this Mm. will enhance our connectivity in this region and support the further development of the Singapore hub. I am not able to share more details on the routes at this point. Mm -hmm. So all I can say is to watch this space. The nine aircraft will be... (laughs) (laughs) Southeast Asia? (laughs) Southeast Asia. Let's take that. (laughs) So in terms of capacity, the nine aircraft will be delivered progressively from the second quarter of this year. And uh, given the smaller seating capacity and the short-haul routes that they will ply, um, the new fleet will only make up a single-digit percentage of our total capacity this year. Right. Okay. And I do want to find out a bit more about the rationale. You talk about serving uh, destinations with thinner demand, serving more exotic locations, if I, if I may put it that way. What does it mean for top and bottom lines? That's number one. And number two is, aside from profitability, what are the other considerations to source your plane from another airline, say diversification? The chief consideration is the seating capacity. So the smaller jets will allow us to better match capacity to demand on thinner, non-metro secondary routes, which were previously not commercially viable on the bigger aircraft. 
Right. Okay. And meanwhile, uh, Calvin, I must ask this question because since the start of the year, we've seen some incidents surrounding Boeing's uh, 737 MAX 9 aircrafts, some grounding of planes and fleets as well. Uh, Any quick thoughts on the matter? Um, We currently do not operate this specific aircraft type. But uh, safety and well-being are paramount in the aviation industry and any incident, regardless of the airline, is a sobering reminder of the inherent challenges that we all face. Um, At Scoot, we invest in rigorous fleet maintenance and ensure that our pilots, our cabin crew, receive continuous training in emergency procedures and safety protocols. Um, We learn from any incident, even if it does not directly affect us, and we implement the necessary measures to further enhance the safety of air travel. Right. And before we let you go, Kelvin, uh, what are your priorities for 2024? And keep us excited. What are some future plans that we can look forward to here in Singapore? Well, the addition of the new Embraer fleet this year will allow us to further expand our footprint in the region to strengthen our network proposition. Um, We will continue to be nimble and responsive to changes in market conditions and opportunities, um, leveraging our mix of different fleet types. We will continue to invest in technology to drive revenue, to drive productivity and cost efficiencies. Um, One area that we are keenly looking at is the adoption of AI in Mm. the airline business, whether it is for dynamic pricing or personalization, marketing, operations, engineering, customer engagement or servicing. Um, We will also continue to prioritize the end-to-end customer journey by continuously enhancing our customer touch points through digitalization and self-help options Mm. for a more seamless and convenient experience for our passengers. So some examples include um, rolling out a re-architected website that supports customization and hyper-personalization, new and improved mobile app features, uh, improving on our chatbot and uh, making it available through more channels like WhatsApp, um, strengthening our survey ecosystem so that we can Mm. better gather and respond to customer feedback for improvements and also making it more rewarding for Chrysler members to earn and redeem miles on Scoot. Mm. So we want to continue to innovate. We want to push boundaries to meet evolving customer expectations and preferences. Um, In 2023, we embarked on a brand relaunch to Mm. remind people that we are not just another LCC, but more than that. Mm. So in the first year, our goal was to increase awareness about what sets us apart from other LCCs and what all these mean to consumers. Mm. And we are seeing this bear fruit in many of our key markets already. And the increase in brand awareness will pave the way for us to evolve our marketing efforts to start developing brand affinity and later on brand advocacy as well. So this is a multi-year journey of brand building and we are now working on the next phase of our brand campaign. And uh, we will continue to experiment with new and innovative media, new channels to engage with consumers Being an LCC, it is Mm. important that we continue to drive unit cost improvements so that we can keep our fares affordable and competitive. Mm. Um, Some of the key levers include maximizing aircraft utilization, um, driving efficiencies in operating costs and looking for further opportunities within the SIA group um, for commercial and operational synergies. Um, Of course, um, underpinning all these is our people, our Mm. greatest asset. Um, Despite the pandemic, we made a conscious decision to retain most of our ground staff, our pilots and cabin Mm. crew, which uh, put us in a strong position to capture pent-up demand when travel restrictions were progressively rolled back. Mm -hmm. Um, In the last year, we have recruited over 600 new staff 
to support our manpower needs in line with our growth plans. And we remain committed to developing a trained, uh, resilient and future-ready workforce. Um, So in summary, um, the last few years have been about rebuilding, about emerging stronger Mm -hmm. post-COVID. Going forward, we're excited about the growth opportunities ahead, especially with our new uh, fleet type. Um, And we will continue to drive optimization, improvements and innovation. Mm. Well, I guess you've got your work cut out for you, uh, Kelvin. Lots uh, happening this year and hopefully next year when we meet again, we can say, hey, you've got a bumper bonus and bumper bonus for everyone else in the airline industry as well. Uh, Thanks a lot, Kelvin. That was Kelvin Chan, Chief Commercial Officer at Scoot. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance.